Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. Our compulsory third-party team is passionate about all things CTP. They have extensive knowledge of the complexities of CTP cases and have seen everything from a heated liability dispute, an alternative blameless accident allegation, a nuanced causation issue, and an economic loss claim with family trusts and an offshore bank account, and even a claim for replacement care for the family budgie. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Good afternoon, I'm Paul Wallahan, Special Counsel in the McCabe Kerwood Statutory Insurance Group. Today's topic is judicial review. In the light of the recent Court of Appeal decision in Mulcai and in RMA, Judgment was delivered in 30 August this year. The claimant was injured in a motor vehicle accident in July 2012. The accident was a serious one involving a head-on collision. The claimant suffered a fracture of the tibia and right ankle necessitating surgery. A couple of months later, whilst using crutches in his home, he fell down some stairs, suffering ligamentous injuries to both wrists. He is 64 years old and a self-employed property consultant having conducted his own business since the early 1990s. His business was involved with the completion of large commercial projects, which were incomplete as a result of developers having been placed into receivership. Most of his work came from liquidators and receivers. Following the accident, he was off work for a number of months before resuming, had a reduced capacity. As at the date of the trial, he was still working at a reduced capacity. His claim was assessed in May 2017 and damages were awarded in the range of $1.5 million. Past economic loss was assessed in the sum of approximately $500,000 and future economic loss in the sum of $600,000. Both parties served accountants' reports, the claimant a Furza Crestani report and the insurer a Kutcher-Neal report. The Furza Crestani report was based upon two scenarios. In considering that report, the assessor determined that he should adopt scenario one in the Furza Crestani as a baseline for his calculation of both past and future economic loss. The insurer sought judicial review. The court's jurisdiction to hear such reviews derives from Section 69 of the Supreme Court Act, which enables the court to quash a determination of a court or tribunal if that determination has been made on the basis of an error of law on the face of the record. Relevantly, subsection 4 provides that the face of the record includes the reasons of the court or tribunal for its ultimate determination. The insurer submitted that the assessor failed to provide adequate reasons for his decision in assessing future economic loss because his reasons did not disclose his path of reasoning and how he reached his conclusion. In effect, the court had to determine whether the statement by the assessor that he would adopt the Furza Crestani Scenario 1 as a baseline for his calculation was sufficient to incorporate the reasoning and calculations in Scenario 1 into his reasons or whether more was required. The Fersic-Rastani report calculated an average past loss of about $1,900 a week and an average future loss of about $2,500 per week, a difference of $600. The review was heard by Hironda Justice Adamson in November 2017. Hironda found that the calculation of the weekly rate for the past was clear However, given the discrepancy between the past and future figures, she determined that in simply adopting part of the Fersa Crestani report without more, 
the assessor's reasoning with respect to future economic loss was unclear. She found that whilst regard could be had to evidence beyond the record, reasons which are insufficient cannot be made sufficient by attempting to divine the assessor's reasoning process. In essence, the assessor was not entitled to leave the parties to guess what his reasoning process was. The Claimant Lodge and Appeal, which is heard by Justices Beasley, Marr and White in July 2018. The appellant submissions noted that Section 94.5 of the Motor Accidents Compensation Act only requires an assessor's reasons to be set out as briefly as the circumstances of the assessment permit. The appellant submitted that whilst the trial judge was correct in pointing out that the assessor did not expressly explain the figures, they were clearly set out in the Furza Crestani report and that the schedules to that report were effectively incorporated into the reasons, and as such, it was clear how the assessor arrived at his calculations. The Court of Appeal noted that it was common ground that the assessor's reasons form part of the record. The essential question on appeal was whether the assessor's statement that he should adopt the Furza Crestani schedules means that those calculations were incorporated by reference to the reasons and thereby form part of the record. The court found that the Furza Crestani calculations were in fact an integral part of the reasons and therefore were part of the record. The court stated that this finding is consistent with section 94.5, which requires the assessor's reasons to be stated briefly. The court went on to say that if instead of simply adopting scenario one, the assessor had quoted it in his reasons, he would not have been acting in accordance with section 94.5. I anticipate that assessors being mindful of the Mulcair decision will make it abundantly clear when utilising parts of expert reports that a particular calculation or assumption and the reasoning behind it are clear and have formed the basis for the decision. In deciding whether or not to seek review, regard should be had to the Court of Appeals decision. And finally, an important consideration in deciding whether or not to appeal is to have regard to the significant costs, particularly council's fees, which this type of litigation involves, together with interest payable on an award, when a final determination can be well more than a year after the award. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.